Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I am Chewy, and I, I'm i doing this with my fingers. It's because I'm doing this with my fingers. If you're listening to this, whatever this is, that's what I was doing. True. And I'm joined this week by Squee... I am doing this with my fingers, which you should be able to hear in the audio version of the episode. I mean, if you want to hear it, hang on. There. <laughs> uh, Clues is sadly not with us this week, because he is, and I quote... Wait, what did he say? He feels, and I quote, absolutely awful. We didn't ask for more details, because, ew. Yeah. But, hopefully Clues will feel better, and you can see him again soon. I'm hoping that this means he's at least survived the end of the school, and this is him just deciding that he needs a clues night. But since he says he's absolutely feeling awful, let's just wish him the best and not bother. Yeah. Uh, Besides, we have plenty of other nonsense to talk about. This this might be steepling, except I do this thing with my uh, with my ring finger like like that. I just always have. I don't know why. So it's it like this would be steepling, but that feels weird. So I have the the ring fingers huh. bent down and. Whereas yeah, I'm doing this, so yeah. like it's just the normal one. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things I've just always done, and and I don't know why. I think it's because you're secretly Moira. I you could have to be do something weird. Before she was ever a thing. <laughs> that I was mean, me. Maybe you are the OG Moira. I mean, I'm a ginger. Original ginger. That's what OG stands for, right? I assume. Yeah. I have also never watched any Naruto, so I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Oh, okay. Right. Let's get to the actual stuff to talk about this week, because while it's not plentiful, it's deep. Yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes magic news is like a swimming pool where there's a whole bunch of places you can swim. You can go over here for a little while, and then when you get tired of it, you can go over here. Well, instead of that, it's a well this week. It's really deep, and it's kind of hard to get out once you go in, but if you don't want to die of dehydration, you kind of got to take a plunge. We're going to go deep into the dark and scary world of complex magic. Yeah. So. And hopefully the little girl from the ring won't kill us. God, I hope not, man. <laughs> like in seven days, Clues comes back and we're just here dead. That, mo- <laughs> that movie freaked me the hell out when I was younger, but didn't scare me. That was The Grudge, which I still haven't watched again. Well, the Grudge is a scarier movie. And never will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, two weeks ago, we told you that uh, Yuya Watanabe... You didn't make the sound effect, and I appreciate that. Uh, Yuya Watanabe was disqualified from the second Mythic Championship. Last yeah. week, we showed you the pictures of his sleeves that were pretty damning. Let's suspect be real. to be mild. Do what? They were suspect at best, and... Yeah. Yeah. Highly suspect. Well, on the 9th, which was uh, Thursday, Watsy gave us this. 
on the Magic the MTGesports.com website. I'm just going to read this to you for those of you yeah, that are sure. listening at home. The Magic Pro League completed a thorough investigation following Yuya Watanabe's disqualification for marked sleeves at Mythic Championship 2. As part of this investigation, the sleeves in question were examined multiple times by multiple judges and tournament officials. We reviewed recordings of matches from Mythic Championship 2 as well as past tournaments. And we considered statements from Watanabe as well as Mythic Championship 2 judges and tournament officials. The results of that, <clears throat> excuse me, the result of that inform, one more time, the result of that investigation is that, effective immediately, Watanabe is banned from DCI sanctioned events for a period of 30 months, which is two and a half years, is removed from the Magic Pro League, and is removed from the Magic Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Hall of Fame. So. Yeah. That. So the 30 month ban seems good since they did a massive thorough investigation. They clearly had a reason for that. Uh, Removal from the MPL. Okay, that that seems good, given the 30-month ban. The removal from the Hall of Fame is... uh, That's staggering. That's bigger than we've seen. Yeah. Like, the only thing remotely close to this was when... Oh, crap. Was it Saito? Uh Uh-oh, that says Clues. Hang on. Oh, no. You're not Clues. Are you getting fished? There we go. Who? Are you getting zombie fished? And nobody told me. <laughs> Thanks, uh-huh. chat. But uh, <laughs> uh, now it's just magic. Was it Tamahara Saito who was voted in to the Hall of Fame and then got a DQ? And so he just wasn't inducted? Yeah, okay, yeah, it was Saito. Thank I think you. That was it. That's the closest we've seen to this. Because yeah, I remember asking you right after this happened on Thursday, like, this has never happened before, right? And you're like, the closest we ever got was Saito. Yeah. And so, yeah. So this is big. And yeah. again, the 30-month ban and the removal from the MPL is is in line with the punishment given to someone that is seen as intentionally cheating. Yeah. And removal from the Hall of Fame is a it's a new precedent. This is this has not been done before. But it looks like this is going to be the thing going forward if you are punished for blatantly cheating, which is what this punishment is for. Yeah. Whether or not he did blatantly cheat, that's what he's being punished for. There's still people who think he was framed by somebody, but oh, let's not go into that nonsense. I mean, the long and short of it is as well as past tournaments is the kind of thing like when you see that you're like okay they they not only did not do this lightly but they've pulled in more data than we know because they didn't say which ones or which parts of them but they've looked further and i promise they look further than random person on twitter who wants to believe something yet (laughs) so this is what we got 
so yeah. Uh, now, according to chat, uh, JD Phoenix said, "I don't know if it's always been official policy, but Morrow has said that's what would happen if it ever came up." So, there you go. I mean, that's kind of the only thing you can do, really. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's. I uh, promise this isn't something that they likely wanted to do. Oh God, no! This looks awful for them. Like the whole point of the Hall of Fame and especially the Magic Pro League is look at what we we have done. Look what we have accomplished. These yeah. are our best and our brightest. Oh God, he's a cheater. <laughs> crap <laughs> yeah that 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 feels miserable like i can imagine that all the judges uh who came up with this sort of thing or who who were involved in this sort of thing really didn't want to do i'm sure when they first said i think these sleeves are marked whose is this it's yuya watanabe's what <laughs> yeah i'm almost certain that was uttered at least once uh, when this whole thing started at uh, Mythic Championship 2. So, hmm. So, yeah. That's a thing. And it's a big thing, and it's a huge thing. And it's not even the biggest thing we have to talk about this no. episode. No, it's really not. So, yeah. It says here, information on his replacement in the MPL will be announced early next week. Oh, dude, wait till next week from last Thursday. Let's see. Wait Early next minute. week will probably be, what, Monday or Tuesday? That sounds right. And this was last Thursday, which means... Oh, it happened today! Hey, look at that! Hey! <laughs> Watsy released a thing on time. But we're not going to talk about that yet, because we have another follow-up <laughs> from something from <laughs> last week. So we yeah. started with Yuya, because this has been in the works for two weeks. So last week, we told you about the War of the Spark Mythic Edition and the uh, Clown Fiesta, or Brouhaha, if you will. That, the Brouhaha. Uh, that was. So uh, here's what Wizards had to say about that on Wednesday of last week. Given the overwhelming demand for the limited edition War of the Spark Mythic Edition set on eBay... Wizards of the Coast wanted to make sure that buyers with canceled orders came away with something meaningful. Remember, as a quick recap, so many people, so many people thought they had ordered it and then didn't, but yeah. thought they had and the money was taken and they had to get refunds and it was just a giant thing that took days they to They went sufficiently out. far through the purchasing process that it was understandable that they're like, uh, but I gave you money. And that means I get it, right? <laughs> and it didn't work out that way. It didn't work out that way. I still think that all of that was because of uh, eBay's architecture for that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, people are saying, well, then why did they add new numbers to the amount available? Because it originally said 12,000. And we were all going... <sighs> I think it was Bill who said, when orders were canceled, probably... Those uh, number of canceled orders just got added back into the availability instead of the uh, uh, instead of the number changing or something it, like there's, that. There are a number of technical reasons why that could happen, and we don't have the information to know for sure. And if anyone has actually, for whatever reason, said what it was, like from eBay, 
I would be happy to read about it. But since, to my knowledge, that hasn't happened. Yeah, I think whatever it's the case, just a it, lot of apology from eBay. Something bad happened. We all know something bad happened. This is Wizards doing as much damage control as they can because yeah. a lot of people feel upset. So that's the that's the recap. Okay, so uh, they wanted to make sure buyers with canceled orders came away with something meaningful. For anyone who had their War of the Spark Mythic Edition order canceled on, wait, no, May 1st, Yeah, we will be providing an uncut foil sheet of Mythic and Rare cards from War of the Spark. eBay is sending details via email now, so please check your inboxes. For all concerns regarding your order, please contact eBay customer service. We're deeply disappointed with these issues that affected customers, and thank you for your patience. So, all of these people who uh, I think are far more than the number of people who are getting a, a Mythic Edition are getting an uncut foil sheet of Mythic and Rare cards from War of the Spark. In addition to, hopefully by now, but if not now, then very soon their money back they obviously aren't getting the product like that's the assumption right like yeah yeah well it's, it's for anyone canceled, order you're getting canceled. your money back yeah so like these are people who in compensation for their bad experience are getting a new thing that's neat yeah so of course magic players the world over started bitching and moaning about having to deal with an uncut sheet of cards. If only they all had eBay accounts to take care of this problem. There is that. <laughs> but like Watsi has has said, "Hey, I'm so sorry that this didn't work. Here's this cool thing that's yeah. ridiculously cool. Like if anyone's getting one of these and just doesn't want it, send it to me." I'll put it up on the wall somewhere and, and grin and point at it and be like, yeah. look at how cool that is. Because that's freaking cool. So really, yeah. if this is such a hassle for you, just give it to me. I'll take it. Without I no charge. That... I'll take it from you completely free of charge. You still have to if, ship if you... it to me. Sure. <laughs> like, if anything is problematic for your home, like, I understand not everyone has wall space. Not everyone wants to put magic cards on their wall. Not everyone's going to want this thing. You're still getting your refund. Take it to your game store. They'd love to put it on their wall. Trade it to someone on the internet for a thing you want. I wouldn't be surprised if there were people who got a Mythic Edition and are like, wow, this is really cool. I also want to have that other thing because they're collectors who will be happy to give you something for it. Like, this is the world of magic. You've traded cards before, I promise. There are ways to do this. What you have right now is an essentially unique item. Because it's an uncut sheet. It's not like they tape together a bunch of cards. Like, this is a thing you don't get. <laughs> so, that's cool. It's not what you wanted. Sorry. I, too, have been to stores and tried to get a thing that was rare and not been able to get the thing that I wanted. And sometimes I've bought things and had to deal with the annoyance of, like, my order being canceled. And it's annoying. But I've never actually gotten such a sweet deal in return for disappointment. Yeah. So. Uh, now, this does raise other problems. Like, for instance, thousands of these uncut sheets 
are going to be going out. Thousands. And thousands. <laughs> yeah. And once those go out, some people that are either unaware that it's an issue or are unscrupulous bastards are going to be cutting them up and trying to sell them as singles. And you can't do that. No. Well, I mean, you can, but you're wrong. So, as a pro tip for anyone who hasn't been paying attention, the corners of magic cards are curved. So, this isn't even an easy thing to do. On top of how dumb the rest of it is. Like, there's just, there's no reason to do that. These are not going to be playable cards even when cut up. It's stupid. And cutting it up is stupid. Like, this is a unique thing. Um, well, it's a unique thing that's going out in the the range of mul- thousands and thousands of copies of it. So sure. it's less unique than it would have been for just any other set if they were just, yes. hey, I have this uncut foil sheet. Holy crap! Which is it another is a- complaint people have. Or like, well, there's going to be so many going out that it's not going to be worth as much. That it's you're getting more for than free. The zero. Like it's going to be worth more than the zero you will have paid for it. Yeah. Now, I will totally acknowledge for people that paid money and haven't been refunded yet. That's a whole different issue. That's yeah. a problem. Someone in the chat is... just said a friend of theirs hasn't been refunded yet. Well, that's not Watsy's problem. That's an eBay problem. That's a somebody's problem. But whoever's problem it is, it's not related to the fact that they're giving you a thing for a bad experience. Yeah, they have to give you that refund, or they have to give you the 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 Mythic Edition. Like that's so just if you how don't it have works. your money yet, one, if you had gotten the Mythic Edition, you wouldn't have that money anymore. So that means you were prepared to do without it, unless you were one of those people who was buying it to uh, immediately sell it. In which case, no one cares about you. No offense, but. <laughs> Well, whatever the reason you're buying it, however you get your kicks, if like you want to take this box and you want to throw it in a river and go, ha, I did that thing on YouTube, like, whatever, I don't care. Um, oh, yeah, you remember fact- when the PS2 came out and there was a massive shortage and some website bought one and put a video up of them destroying it? Yeah. And it got them all kinds of hits? Yeah, yeah. if you want to do that, then sure, no one cares about you if, either. Whatever it is you want to do, you can blend it. It doesn't matter. The important thing to note is that... Like any other purchase you ever make, you make the purchase, you hand over money, you expect to get a thing. If you don't get a thing, you expect to get your money back. eBay has terms of service. There are things that get handled. When these happened before, I promise you're not the first people who've spent money for something on eBay and not gotten it. There are processes in place. They take time. And that sucks. In the meantime, Watsy's giving you a thing. And that's... Them giving you a thing is unrelated to this problem. Correct, like, yeah. The e- eBay side of things is why this all went wrong in the first place and why you haven't gotten your refund yet. This is not eBay, this is Wizards of the Coast. Okay, well, just, trying just so really we're clear, hard to make this work. We agree this whole situation is stupid. Right, Bill? We agree. Yeah, like it's... I still don't know how this happened. Like eBay is designed for things like this. So this is dumbfounding. I'm sure Watsi, as mentioned here, deeply disappointed with these issues that affected customers. Yeah. Like, they're not happy either. But they're trying to do something that is within their power to soften the blow. Yeah. And that's what it is. 
And people complaining, well, now this costs more money because framing these things isn't cheap. Shut up. Don't frame it. It's yours. Do what you want. But, like, anyone complaining about this, don't listen to them. Because they either get this, or they get a Mythic Edition, or they don't get anything! (laughs) Which is what, uh, really, they should get. They should get nothing. But they're not getting nothing. They're getting a cool thing. So, the thing to remember is that one of the biggest problems in, like, you know, America, large parts of the world, but especially the magic community, is a sense of entitlement that we complain about all the time. It's the assumption that you are due a thing. Whatever that thing is, is the thing that you want, and you just feel like you should get it. And, like, this isn't everyone. I'm not saying you as in, like, everyone listening to this and everyone in the world, obviously. But there are a lot of people out there, and they're very vocal who feel like if something goes wrong, they not only deserve whatever they're given in compensation, but they deserve more than that. Yeah. We've mentioned many times that people will complain about anything. And if you were to stick a $20 bill in every pack of magic, still sell it for $4, people would complain that their 20 was folded because, oh no, it's creased now. I should have had a $30 bill. And I'm like, you should have a $30 bill because then you should, you know, feel stupid for having a $30 bill. But this is just one of those things where like, they're going to complain you kind of to survive in a community like this and on the internet you have to acknowledge that some people say stupid things and you don't owe them an argument you don't owe them a defense like the fact that we're doing this at all right now is mostly because we're annoyed by this we don't really owe them this either but we've done it now so they've been paid and griping and you don't even have to do that anymore at this point they want attention don't give it to them i'm uh i'm reminded of this comic from penny arcade about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It's like, so if I want to play your game, I've got to buy your system. Then I have to buy four Game Boy Advances. I guess I'll need a TV. Now I need a house to put the TV in. I don't have any friends, so I have to play the game with three hookers. And I can't sit there naked. Now I have to buy clothes. And I'm going to need food if I want to stay conscious. I'm going to need a chair to sit in. And it's that. Yeah. And think about it like this. An uncut sheet of nice shiny cards doesn't require you to buy hookers. You're already ahead. <laughs> Saving you money right there. No hookers needed. Yeah. Things that we can't make the show title, but I kind of want. But And I didn't finish that comic because it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. It gets, it there's gets, no swearing on Monday Night Magic. Yeah, <laughs> it's still Penny Arcade. Um but yes, you're right, Pinball Witch. You don't need hookers, but if you need, if you would like someone to help you put this in a frame, because some of frames are complicated, you may be able to get a hooker to do that. I don't know. I don't frequent hookers. Damn it, Wash Clues was here. Do you infrequent hookers? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 never, never. Uh, Sorry, Clues. Okay, yeah, Chad just brought up... Okay, the part I don't understand is the overall idea of why it was a limited print. They could have made four times the money with the numbers we have. Because they wanted it to be limited. There's, yeah. They said, we're printing this many. And that's what they said, so that's what they're going to print. If so, they said, we're going to print 150 million of them, they would have sold, I don't know, probably 50 million of them immediately. They would have sold twice what they sold now. Maybe three times. Oh, probably three times. But the point is, then it's not limited. And so thus the like, appeal to the collector isn't as high. Like, 
Mythic rares cost more money than other cards that see the same amount of play because there's less of them. And if you want to sell a multi-hundred dollar product, you can't let there be that many of them. The same reason that people are complaining that there are too many of these uncut cheats out there now so they aren't worth as much is exactly why these things cost so much. Exactly. But again, these are not products that are for the vast majority of us. Yeah, and goodness knows that Wizard is very keen on we said we're doing this many, so that's all we're doing. Otherwise... The reserve list wouldn't still be a thing. Yeah, they've got a very <laughs> solid multi-decade precedent for honoring the limitations on how many of a thing they're putting out. So. Yeah. So and we knew that, the numbers that entire front. argument is a non-starter. And it, why didn't they print more? Because they didn't want to print more. Yeah. But I mean, um, that, that really is the answer. Like, not even condescendingly. It's yeah, just, that's... That's the answer. So... I mean, one thing that I have found that made me happier in life is not having to have all of the cool stuff, especially the super rare and pipe uh, price pumped cool stuff. Because if you just want to play magic, you don't need this product. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all good. It uh, it does make me very happy to see that the first tweet I can see here is is from our own uh, pooligan here, JT. It says this is ridiculously cool and appreciated. See. JT's also a super positive person. So that's good. Yeah. But he's also like one of the oldest Manipool fans. So, and look, look at him being all awesome right here in front of everybody. Yeah, man. But anyway, uh, unfortunately, that's not the only thing that came from this whole Mythic Edition. No, no, we have more links. Good times. Uh, this happened on the 8th. This Matt Wertherington, I swear that name's made up, tweeted, yeah. This morning my law firm filed a class action lawsuit against Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast related to the War of the Spark Mythic Edition on eBay. So, you know that whole thing about frivolous lawsuits? Did you know that yeah. lots of that frivolous lawsuits are killing us is actually PR that's not actually true? Did you know that? I believe you. Uh, when the whole McDonald's uh, hot coffee thing happened, the uh, corporations of the world rose up as one to try to discredit lawsuits like that from ever happening again by throwing out all of this false information about frivolous lawsuits that being said some frivolous lawsuits are totally still a thing (laughs) yeah so let's go look at it shall we uh all right how deep we diving in this well because i'm already seeing the creepy girl uh not not terribly deep but okay it's class action if you want to be in this class then you have to have Placed an order for War of the Spark Mythic Edition, gotten a confirmation, had your order canceled, and then when eBay sent you a thing that says, hey, we need you to cancel this contract, you didn't consent. Which I'm sure most people just did offhand. But this one, you had to have just been like, you know what? No, screw you. Even though you're not getting one. Like, I 
haven't done anything with eBay in a while, but I assume you would have to cancel it in order to push for a refund. So I suspect a lot of people may have already done that. Exactly. But I don't know. Like, I don't know the process because I haven't had to cancel an eBay order in a very long time. And uh, I don't understand this because this this whole thing is about buying on eBay. So I don't know why they're going after Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast instead of eBay. I mean, in both of these cases, I, I really think that this is one of those be a big enough pain that a big company decides it's not worth it and just settles. Yeah, this is totally an ambulance chaser, an ambulance chaser thing where they make a big public stink and Wizards goes, Ugh, and settles out of court just to get it out of their hair because Wizards is a large corporation that has better things to do. And then Werther, uh, Werner Wertherington, I swear that's a made-up name, uh, yeah, pockets a bunch of fair. settlement money and legal fees and goes, that's my take. Uh, we had a contracts lawyer, I think he said, in the Discord server that was looking over this going, this, this, has, this has absolutely no basis for reality. And when I... I took a screen cap of what he was saying and put it on Twitter and said, Hey, Woody, this is what a lawyer in the discord server thinks. What do you guys think? A bunch of Twitter lawyers who are actually lawyers, not just like Twitter armchair, yeah, not armchair these are, lawyers. These are like actual the ones lawyers. who went to school. <laughs> Although I don't know what flavor lawyers they are, but they were actual lawyers going, Nope, this is totally valid. And it's going to rock wizards of the shut up. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, in the event that this were the kind of thing that could win, I don't think we'd still have an eBay. Like, I'm not a lawyer at all, but like, if I, I ordered a thing on eBay and I didn't get it and now I'm suing were a thing you could do, then I, I don't think we'd still have eBay. Um, and maybe that's the other reason why they're being Watsy for this and just hoping it's annoying enough, but... Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Dude, we just got raided by the Computer King. Welcome, ah, the computers. Raiders of the Computer King. <laughs> That's a cool title. Raiders of the Computer King sounds like one of those indie games that I should probably play but haven't. Yeah. Hello, my friends. Beep boop, beep boop, D beep boop. Uh, we are currently recording, or streaming, an episode of Monday Night Magic, a Magic the Gathering news podcast. So, hope you guys enjoy. Um, so yeah, uh, my, my lawyer friend in, in the discord server that was looking over this, uh, looked in, looked through the eBay terms of service and shrugged, uh, the computer king threw a bit and said, greetings, life is the ultimate indie game. Is it an indie game? I mean, I don't know who developed it. I think that's still up for debate. So probably. Is it on Steam? Because then they're taking a cut. Second Life was a thing for a while, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and the Game of Life is a board game. So maybe it's somewhere between those. Maybe it's that middle step between the Game of Life and Second Life. Real Life? <laughs> not to be confused with the real world. Oh, God, no. There's nothing real about that. No, not anyway, at all. Anyway, squiggles uh... <laughs> Like this said, is what we're my, like, by the way. Welcome, new people. <laughs> my, my lawyer friend in the uh, Discord server was looking through the eBay terms of service and said, 
I can't see anything that they've done that violates their terms of service at all. Like, at all. Yeah. And the people who were throwing out citations, these Twitter lawyers who were throwing out citations in support of this, uh... My, my, my Discord server lawyer friend looked at those citations and went, it says right here! <laughs> so, like... Eh. And, and this is one of the things about being a lawyer, is you like to argue about crap. Yes. You like to argue about crap, because that's how you make your living. Is you say, no, if you look at it from this angle, I win. Ha! So that's what they were doing, using me as a freaking intermediary. So that was fun. But... <laughs> If only they realized you're not a judge and have actively fought against it. Yeah, nor nor do I care. But yeah. I I think this essentially comes down to Magic players wanted this thing, didn't get it, and are pissed off and just want free stuff. But not that free stuff. Yeah, not the free stuff they can't get, but for their pain and suffering, they want other free stuff. Which Wizards later said, I think just shortly thereafter said, hey, we're sending out this uncut foil rare mythic sheet. So I don't know. But because this was big news on the day, yeah, we're talking about it. But honestly, I think sure. this is stupid. Yeah. And it's a don't way for Warner Weatherington to get yeah. legal fees. Yeah, don't be surprised if you never hear about this again, because even in the off chance that it went somewhere, you're still probably never going to hear about this again. Exactly, yeah. And I get the feeling that the class of people that could could get this is miserably small. Yeah. Because this fourth one, have not authorized eBay to cancel the contract, means those people probably aren't getting their refund. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So, all right. Moving on... Yeah. So that was the news as of yesterday. That was the news as of yesterday, yeah. We had a a tournament this weekend, and that was going to be it for this episode. Yeah? Well, wait, no, there was one more thing. Uh, Hang on, where is it? Channel Fireball. There was one more thing that was going to be on this episode prior to today. Oh, right. Channel Fireball announced that they're bringing an additional Magic Fest to Japan. It'll be in Nagoya, November 1st through the 3rd. And more details coming, of course. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that far out, we don't know. Yeah. So I also appreciate that picture of um, the judge holding the megaphone, because that's just how I'm going to assume all Channel Fireball tweets are announced now. Yeah. Just threw a megaphone into the internet. I mean, that's essentially what their Twitter account is, so yeah. That's true. I wonder if you have to use an accent to make it a hyperlink. <laughs> what, is the, what is the hyperlink accent? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, maybe it goes back to beep boop beep boop. I'm oh, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe it sounds like a dial-up modem. That'd and, be weird. And yeah, I think this is going to replace that Pro Tour that was canceled. I don't remember when that was. Considering but, how many times they've changed what the Pro Tour schedule this year is, I've given up. Uh, we talk about it here, and I've given up. GP schedule. GPs, those, that one. I've given up on that, too. It's all done to me. Just all of it, yeah. Like, what even is tournament magic? It's funny you should ask that. So that, Uh with the addition of covering uh, Madison, 
was going to be it for this episode. And then this morning happened. So, the first thing that we I saw this morning was this. Jerry Thompson is resigning from the MPL for the 2019 season. And I went, Ooh. what? <laughs> it says, is resigning. Didn't say is getting booted. No. Like, they didn't say is, is kicked out due to cheating. They didn't not say is kicked out due to reasons, like they didn't say with Owen. Due to issues. Yeah. <laughs> they just said he's resigning, and we all went, huh, okay, I hope everything's okay. And then, uh, we got this. No, this. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter. The MPL is adding. So we've got two available slots in the Magic Pro League now because Yuya got kicked out and Owen got ghosted. Yeah. So they announced that they're adding uh, Jessica Estefan, who was the first woman to win a Grand Prix, right? I'm pretty sure that's right. That sounds right. Uh records and things you know firsts and that don't aren't the sort of thing that stick in my head so apologies like we Uh, can't even pronounce their names when we see them originally you think that's going to long-term memory exactly uh but she was added to the mpl and the final slot was uh savich or uh oh crap we looked up how to say it early yana mikunen but everyone just knows his name is savich like he's savich if you watch the invitational you definitely know who savich is yeah and if you've, you were a Hearthstone fan a few years ago, then you probably know who he is. And if you like a Dota auto chess these days, then you, you probably know who he is. Because that's a lot of what he plays these days. What'd he do? Also, he's one of the reasons that I started playing Dota auto chess. And I have no idea what's going on, and I still enjoy it. All right, then. But anyway. <laughs> that sounds like a hobby to me. Yeah. Uh... You, oh, right, yeah. Owen got replaced by Autumn. Right, thank you. This is for Yuya getting kicked and Jerry resigning. Sorry. Good catch. Yeah, so we are three players different from the original breakdown of 32. Correct. But we're back to 32 now with Jess and Savage being added. Okay? Okay. Yes. So, that was that, that was announced, and people went, Yay, that's awesome! And then people thought about it for a second and went, wait, what? Because the original Magic Pro League was, what, 32 of the top 34 players in the world, right? Yeah, I think the idea was that it was 32, the top 32. Two of them didn't want to do it or for whatever reason um, weren't doing it. And so... The 33rd player took one, and then the highest-ranking player in the, um, I think it was like the Southern Asia region or something, took one to keep that balanced out. And it wasn't exactly like 34th, but it was very close to the top. Right. But either way, the original MPL roster was the best of the best. Yes. That was the criteria that was given to us. Yeah. And then when Owen got ghosted, they added Autumn... And Autumn had just won the first Mythic Championship and had been uh, winning things 
yeah. for a while. Just tearing through tournaments. Yeah, so that made sense. Yeah. And then they added Savich, who did well at the Invitational. And uh, Jess, who I don't follow Magic players and streamers and whatnot. So honestly, the only thing I know about her was that I found out today she's Australian. Hey! (laughs) So that's cool. And her record-setting thing of winning a GP. Cool. First woman to win a GP, highest number of pro points of any woman during 2017-2018, and made a top... 16 finish at the Mythic Invitational. Oh, that's right here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, look. First, yeah, see, I did all that from memory, but it's right there. Yeah. Okay, highest, yeah, uh, made a strong top say Right. The The problem is, when they, when they talk about the Invitational, like, the Invitational, they said, is going to be unconnected from organized play. So, like, your performance at the MPL, or at the Invitational, has nothing to do with anything. And yet, they're citing that as reasons to, to add at least Savich. Now, no one is saying... Okay, people are, but people suck. No one here is saying that yeah. Savich and uh, Jess don't belong in the MPL. No, they're probably going to make it better. That's Almost great. certainly going to make it better on several different axes. The The problem that a lot of people are having, including such names as Brian Kibler, are that uh, we don't know why these two got picked instead of another person that, like, just missed the cutoff for the MPL or something. Mm-hmm. And that lack of transparency is kind of... Raising eyebrows. It, it's kind of strange when the vast majority of the people are there based on their, essentially, their previous ranking. And some people are there based on more nebulous things. And I, I think the general takeaway from us is that we don't really care how people get there. We just want to know, like, as a community, what gets people there and then we can address it accordingly. Because if we call it the best of the best and the brightest of the brightest, and then there's like 32 of them, we're going to make that logical lead that these are, by some criteria, the best 32 at whatever that is. But that's not necessarily what's going on, and that's confusing. Yeah. Now, if if they want it to be, like, the top-ranked players, that's awesome. Tell people that. And if they want it to be... People that we cherry pick who we think will make it better, that's also fine. That's awesome. Yeah. We've had invitationals before. We get it. But tell like, people that. <laughs> yeah. Because like I... this, okay, here's all of these top players and then those two. Well, which, again, like we said, Savich and Jess will almost certainly make the MPL just better. Yeah. Without question. But they don't fit the other people that are there. Mm. I think for me, my confusion about this is the fact that 
when they started doing this whole rollout, we got that video of them going, oh man, this is crazy. And like, it was a first person perspective thing of people looking at you, the audience and acting like you have the ability to get there and this could be you. And imagine how awesome it is when you're the center of all this attention because you're so good at magic or you're so accomplished or whatever, but we don't actually know how you get there. And when yeah. a large part of this world is be the best at arena so that you can qualify for tournaments via arena or be the best at paper magic so you can make the end of tournaments of paper magic. Or, I guess, be super popular on streaming other games and pull in a brand new audience of people that are interesting for us. Like, there's a lot of different things there. <laughs> and I think it would be nice to have an idea. And, like, if they just want to say, we're going to do this on a case-by-case, one-by-one basis, and this will become more clear when we get to future seasons where maybe we don't keep the same list of 32, maybe we scrap it and just pull together an entirely different list. I think people would just like to know that because it's just really weird them doing it, you know, shooting from the hip is how it looks. I'm sure there's a lot of discussion and a lot of thinking about all of these. And they've already got a list of the next 10 people. Just in the case anyone else leaves or something else happens out of season, they've already vetted and thought about. But like, we don't know what you do to get on that list. And I think a lot of people would like to know what they could do to get on that list. Yeah, most notably, the people who play lots of high-level magic and do yeah. really, really well all the time and just miss the cutoff. Yeah, like if you were number 35 on that list of people who could have made it when it was back based on, like, the top 32-ish, yeah. then you're like, what do I do now? Like, yeah, if, if you're number 35 and you just watch Savich just walk past you and take a spot at this incredibly lucrative thing, I'm sure you're going to, after you pick your jaw up and put your eyeballs back in, you're going to be angry. <laughs> Yeah. And the reason you're angry You're not going to be because... angry at Savit. You're going to be angry at the system, just to be yeah. clear. And the reason like... you're angry at the system is because you were working under the assumption that because the top... The original MPL was the top players, that mm-hmm. and this was the new thing to strive for. It's not Platinum Pro anymore. It's MPL member. Because keep in mind, a lot of those things went away. Like, this exactly. is the new goal. Like, you don't just get to go hop on the train, as we called it. And, you know, continue on at platinum level and get invites to events and all the stuff like you used to do. Like, that's gone now. Like, this is the new goal in front of you. And and you don't know the criteria to get there. Yeah, if doing that, if the next step up isn't the MPL, because like you said, you're standing in line and the bouncer pushes you out of the way and ushers ceviche in, you're like, whoa. And then they put up the full sign in front of your face, just full. Like, what... Granted, in case it sounds like I'm arguing for one thing or another, I don't care. No. (laughs) Personally. To be clear, like, I totally, I work in marketing. That is my job. I completely understand picking people based on criteria other than strictly this one rigid system. But I also believe that you have to be transparent when you have an audience that is actively trying to work their way into things. Exactly. This isn't a an entirely spectator sport. This is a thing that you're selling people on the idea that they can achieve. So it's different. So if you see a bunch of pro players uh, grumbling about this, that's why it's not because they don't think Savich and uh, Jess deserve a spot. That's whether they think that or not, actually is completely irrelevant to the discussion that, 
they should be having. <laughs> the discussion they should be having is how do people get in? Not those two people don't shouldn't be in. That's the wrong argument. No. So if you see anybody with that argument, maybe stop listening to them. But if yeah, they're, you see they're the, not a good source of. But discussion. we don't know how. That's the right angle to take. Yeah. This is kind of like if you go in for a job interview and you don't get the job, because that's what this is. This whole thing is one giant job interview. So you go in for a job interview. We've all been in job interviews and like you don't get it. And you want to know why you want to know what you could do to get it next time. And it's really frustrating that they don't tell you. They just stop telling you anything. Like you don't get better yeah, like that. Like most like, job there's interviews. There's no way to improve. Most job interviews don't even tell you you didn't get it. You just stop hearing back. Yeah. But in this case, it's a big thing, and we kind of would like to know that. And it's understandable for people that have invested so much of their time and energy and life into this hobby. Under an old system that would previously reward you for that, seeing that system change in front of their eyes to something they don't understand and they can't devote to. Well, look, this has been the path for some of these people for, you know, decades. Like, whether or not they were always gung-ho pros, most of these people have been playing for a long time and saw this as an angle. And each step of the way, they're like, well, it's different. We're changing it. We're changing it. Now they've changed it into something you don't understand. Like, you don't know what this line is for anymore, but you also know that it's not really a line so much as a crowd and that there's an over there that you're not on. And that's frustrating. That's yeah. So, like, we were discussing before the show, which, hey, if you sign up on Patreon.com slash... It's like an extra episode. We talked a lot. Yeah, we talked for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in any sort of thing where there's a set system and then there's a massive sea change, like Bill brought up from going from silent films to talkies and all the silent film stars just vanished. Because... Yeah, you, if you don't have the exact skill set that's needed in the new one, your old progress doesn't matter anymore. Right. And uh, what did I say? Oh, when music videos happened. Yeah. And all of the bands that suddenly became popular were, you know, pretty. And then yeah. all of those ugly-ass rock bands from the 70s sort of drifted away because have you yeah, seen some of those Yeah, the old guys? grunchy 45-year-old sitting down on the speaker who plays good music is suddenly not doing as well once we got MTV. Exactly. Uh, so anytime there's a sea change, there's going to be people that get left behind. And that's a problem. But... Like, if they tell people, <laughs> yeah. hey, that that's why they need to tell people, hey, you know, if you can't do this and this and this and do it well, we're just not going to bring you in. Like, that sucks and that's going to hurt and it's going to be blunt and awful, but it's yeah. better than leaving them going, I don't know. Do like, I, can I get If in? you don't have a future here, you should know now. Like, that's fair. That's a fair thing to tell someone. Like, granted, this is us making assumptions of what they owe us, which, again, like I said, we do that too much. But if you realistically want to have an audience of people to cultivate to you know, be the best and the brightest, it's a reasonable expectation from those people that you give them a path to do it. That is on you. Like, this is a Watsy thing. Watsy's deciding who gets in or not. Because if the best way to get in right now is to stop doing anything with magic and cultivate a giant following of people outside of magic and still be good at magic, that's a whole different skill set than people that have devoted the last 20 years of their life to magic. And you should know that. Yeah. You should know how much of this is expected. Because, like, the job now isn't just you go to tournaments, you win tournaments, 
and then they take a picture of you holding the weird orange trophy and you move on to the next weekend. Like the job is streaming now. The job is being a personality. Like they've made that abundantly clear with the role. And we're seeing people that are more capable of doing that and have more of a history of doing that get in these slots. And maybe it's time to update the job requirements before you waste everyone's, you know, time filling out resumes that don't matter. It's true. So while we're on that topic, let's scroll down. (laughs) Hey, look, more. All right. Inclusion and additional invitations. All right. So, this is how they're spinning it. I really hope they stick to this. I really hope they stick to this. It says, The lack of inclusion and diversity in esports and competitive gaming, especially when it comes to women, is an embedded long-standing issue. Correct. With the MPL and MTG Arena opening up the playing field in a big way, somehow, we want to state in no uncertain terms that we both know the pool of talent is broad and that we think it should be represented in a concrete way to the viewers and fans of competitive magic. Good. These are noble goals. These, these, are, these are good. The barriers women face when attempting to play competitively are significant. True. The MPL is making a purposeful effort to remove barriers and invite a slate of accomplished players who more fully represent the complete magic community. Excellent. To further this goal... Okay, let me stop right here. Do you remember... The Arena Mythic Championships. I think we talked about them two weeks ago. Yes. It's going to be the 32 members of the MPL. And then 16 people. No. The 32 members of the MPL. The four people who won Pro Tours last year, I think. That sounds right. I think I think that's right. And then 16 people from... Okay, so the top thousand in at the end yeah. of a given season That's in so arena good. will get invites to tournaments, and those tournaments will gradually chop it down into sixteen people who get to play in the arena mythic championship, right? It's right. like a weird giant PPTQ. Sorta, of, right. yeah. Yeah. So it's thirty two and four is thirty six and sixteen is fifty two. Right? Did I do that math? Yes. Yep, it, it is a DC comic chain of people. It's caster math. You can't you can't do it on air. It'll always be wrong. But I think I did that right because sure. I did it earlier. No, you got it right. So, these were 36-person tournaments. Okay, remember that? Remember that. Yeah. To further this goal, the MPL is adding 16 discretionary slots to each of the MTG Arena Mythic Championships for the 2019 season. These discretionary slots will uh, be used to invite a broader representation of the Magic competitive community to high-level play. These 16 slots are in addition to the existing MPL, prior performance, and direct qualification slots. So that's 32, 4, 16. MPL, prior performance, direct qualification. Okay? Okay. Yeah. So what that means is... Now, this is all well and good. You're turning... What did I say? 36 player event? Yes. Into now a... What did I say? They're adding 16. So a... There is a 52-player event. Yes. Which is all well and good, except this is a Mythic Championship. Mythic Championship is the term that they have used to blanket replace Pro Tour. The Pro Tour, sure, they did special invites to Pro Tours every once in a while. Mm -hmm. 
But when you've got hundreds and hundreds of people playing, having you know five or six special invites yeah. is, is whatever. But when and you've Brendan got this K. many McCormick people from playing, South Park to an event with hundreds of people is a very small drop in a bucket. Exactly. Yeah, but when when you have this many people playing, I'm holding up fingers at a certain distance apart, and then you yes. invite this many more. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is and a sizable percentage of the field increase. Again, this would be fine if this was some kind of invitational thing. Or something. But it's not. It's a mythic championship. Which is the term that they're using to replace Pro Tour. They said it was like a one-for-one -one replacement in terminology. Yeah. It was a find and replace in your website kind of change. And so Pro Tours have always been the best of the best that all are qualified to be there through very specific qualification means, which is what yeah. these were until this morning. And now it's these people have very specific qualifications, and then there's some others we're just going to bring in because we want to. There's a lot weird going on here. So, like, to, to unpack this properly and fairly, as mentioned before, we broke away. Um... Everything that they're saying they need to add is true. This does need more diversity, definitely. If you remember way back when they first announced that they were just pulling it off the top 32, and our community reaction to, wow, that sure is a lot of dudes. That was our reaction. And yeah. we had, like, I was there. I was one of them doing it. I'm like, this is bad optics. And they're like, look, we just pulled off the top 32. That's where we pulled from. That was their clean way of doing it and saying, I mean, that's what we got. That's what we pulled from. That's our criteria. And now since then, they're like, okay, well, we're going to use discretion to get away from that because of the bad optics. All in on that. That's great. Yeah. This is something that has to happen because if you're using a stacked against them system as your only basis, it's going to stay stacked against them. They're saying that right here. That is totally yeah. true. I'm 100% in favor of that. I think where they've shot themselves in the foot, as Chewie is mentioning, is that... There was already a system here that they are adding slots to that's already in, you know, in motion as it is. And they're, what they're doing is they're doing a good thing in such a bad way that they're tainting it is what bothers me. Like these are 16 people that should totally be in, you know, in the spotlight should be pulled in. Like they, they want to fix a lot of problems that are longstanding and you have to do some pretty extreme things to offset 25 years of problems yeah the way that they're doing it is going to kind of put the stink eye of a lot of people on these brand new ones and not solve those problems i mean i'm hoping that the 16 people that they pull in for this because they're doing it like they've said they're doing it i'm hoping the ones that they pull in do a great job and don't just end up finishing at the bottom and further exacerbating this because if you remember the times when we've had those special invites and the player who got the special invite makes it the top eight and you get this wonderful world of vindication on top of it, like, that's great. Ideally, I would like to see something like that happen. Again, though, I'm not one of the people who's been grinding my butt off to get in on this stuff. Like, the systems that were already in place to get the very few slots that were available to people, arena grinding, were already intense and ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you had to work your butt off to get a high score, and then you had to work your butt off through a hard contest and finish pretty much at the top of it for a shot at just getting in this tournament. And so giving away 
16 slots for that discretion is going to make some bad blood. It's just, it's going to feel bad. And now, in fairness... They're not taking like, any slots away from those other people. No, they're not. It, so it's more gonna... like they're they're making it harder for them to win by adding more people to the field. And they're drawing attention to the difference. Um, I, I really feel like if instead of calling him Mythic Championships as new PTQs, which is the way they ruled it out, if they had just said, these are the new big tournaments. They didn't equate them with the old big tournaments so that they didn't carry over that old baggage. We would not be complaining. Right? Yeah. Like, like, we, us, like, like, we would be like, awesome, this is great, like, fix it. Um, but... Yeah, like, my, my concern with this is, again, the lack of transparency. The same as with the uh, MPL editions. Like, I'm not sad that Jess and Savich got added. That's awesome. I'm not sad that they're going to uh, increase diversity by adding people. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's the the way that they're doing it is like we no uh those word words mean things. <laughs> yeah. Like I I wish if they were gonna if they're gonna do this and like they need to do something and they need to do things that are drastic. Like I said. Yeah. You've got to do something and it's gonna make people feel bad no matter what you do because this community hates everything that changes. We know that. Most of us are reasonable. The loud ones are not. They're going to be loud. Um, they're going to be loud no matter what you do, though. So, like, it's not about keeping the people that are looking for something to hate happy because that's not going to happen. It's more just about they've preloaded a lot of assumptions into these things. And rather than doing a transition into, okay, well, we came out earlier and we said that these were one-to-one -one Pro Tours. That's not what they are. We did a bad job of explaining that. Pro Tours are gone that element is gone the you know mtg arena mythic championships are the high profile magic event for arena and as such we want to make sure that we show the best of the players the most engaging of the players the most entertaining to watch like across a wide variety of criteria here are the ones that we're putting there and some of these slots are available so that anyone can do it and they frame it that way then i don't think we complain i think we're like that's awesome because you framed it as all of these things at once rather than this one thing for most of the trip with a bunch of people grinding and trying super hard to get in. And then you're adding something later because you're like, oh crap, we forgot that our current criteria exclude important people. And by important, I just mean people that are disadvantaged towards those existing criteria. Yeah. So like the overall goal is going in the right place. It's a messy rollout. That's kind of what magic has been for the last eight months. Like, if I'm being honest, like, as, <laughs> as I said, I work in marketing, I work in communication, I work in spreading a message. This hurts me every time we talk about it, because I'm 99% sure there are people internally who are pulling their hair out every day because they know better. Watsi's been good at communication for so long, and they're just getting curveballs left and right that they have to run with. And like, eventually, if you get enough curveballs, one of them's going to hit the batter and you might get to base, but it's going to hurt. And then they're going to remember it, and they're going to be afraid of the ball in the future. Like, this is sucks. Like, this is a crappy baseball analogy, but you understand. You don't want a baseball thrown at you, and that's kind of what they're doing to the communications team, and by extension, the fans. Like, yeah, we're digging through what we can. Like, this is going to suck. I my, Like, my heart goes out to the 16 people that are probably going to get an unfair 
shake out of this as a result. Oh, They're not yeah. going to deserve that. I, like, I we really have to do, do our best it. to offset that. Make them feel supported because they didn't ask for this to be the conditions either. And we have a community that has dicks in it. People who do not, you know, respect other people, and that sucks. And we need to shout over them. We need to put them in their place when they act up. We need to make this as welcoming as we can. Because if we're ever going to get around this thing where Watsi has to do awkward, terrible, miserable feeling things like this, we need to get away from the problems that are forcing their hand on it. Like, there are better ways for yeah. them to do it, but they're correcting a problem that is rooted in us. So, yeah, this is how we fix it. But, again, the fact that they're doing it is not my problem. Right. It's the fact that it's come out of nowhere to a thing that was already set that already has not only the assumption, the preconceived notions based on the name of it, but we already had all this information. This is how it's going to be. Cool. And they're like, and we're going to add a bunch of people. <laughs> what? It's like suddenly this has become a quarter of an invitational. Which yeah. again, if it started that way, that would be cool. <laughs> I do like that they're they're course correcting. Like like Bill said, yeah. they're they see a problem and they're doing something about it. That's good. I just yeah. wish there had been a better way. You want the captain to come on and say, we're going to go through a little bit of turbulence before he starts doing this with the wheel. Like, if you know <laughs> that there's going to be some things that need fixing up front, then maybe you can, you know, buckle in. You can maybe not open that Coke you were just handed. <laughs> like, there yeah. are ways that we can ease people into this. And I don't mean eases and take forever to fix a problem. Just there are better ways to do it. And... I think I think everyone knows this is bad and this is a not a great way to fix it, but we'll write it out. We will ask them to do better in the future continually. We will offer constructive criticism rather than hate, and we will be open for the changes that are going to happen because clearly I don't think this is going to be the end of the changes that happen. So oh, no, not at all. Keep an open mind. Acknowledge what they're trying to do and usher them along because right now whatever criteria they're under are making this hard. So, uh, Cranberry is in the chat. Just said, would this have been better if it started for the 2020 season? Uh, no. I don't think so. Because then we'd have had a full year of Arena Mythic Championships under our belt. And have gotten used to them. So, at least they're doing this before the first one. Yeah. So I, I really think they're trying to pull off a Band-Aid. And acknowledging that it's going to hurt. It's just, we like to be told before they pull off the Band-Aid. And how the Band-Aid is going to be pulled off. Yeah, you remember that scene in the 40-year-old virgin where he's getting waxed and she goes one, two, three and rips and then one time she goes one, two and rips and he gets really mad? Yeah. <laughs> that was an angry Steve Carell. I, I think that's that's part of what's going on here. Now, again, I'm, I'm all for correct course correcting in terms of uh, inclusion and diversity. That's awesome. I'm all for uh, adding more entertaining people to the MPL. As long as we know why. Yeah. That's and really like, my personal issue with this. I'm, Again, I have no stake in this at all. You'll never see me at an arena mythic championship or in the MPL. Yeah. <laughs> that said, though, those first two paragraphs they gave here where they're like blatantly calling attention to, you know, there have been issues in esports with diversity. There have been issues regarding women. Like, explaining that up front went further. Like, a 
I'll tell you that they're being like very blatantly, we're doing this to address this problem. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. More things like that are what I want. And again, I really, really hope that when they tell us who are, are in these discretionary slots, that we won't go, no, that's not what you said. Oh, you mean you're afraid that like, they're going to have like two women and 14 other people, or just, they're going to be people that aren't magic people. Like what would be like the worst case scenario for this? Like just the worst case scenario is 16, you know, 16 dudes, right? Plain white dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the worst thing if like 16 Jace Bellerin actually just show up to play. Like that'd be the worst. Yeah. Um or like Hall of Fame members. No. Oh yeah, if they just use this to pad out the rest of the top like, you know, 40 or whatever. Yeah, yeah that would also feel pretty bad. Like no. You're right. Like they're making this abundantly clear that this is about, you know, diversity and, you know, offsetting past wrongs. And I'm I'm hoping that they do that, and I hope that we as a community are supportive. I hope so. Yeah. Now, yeah. if if we're ranking issues, I have with it. This is way less than the MPL thing. Uh, oh for yeah. Me personally, <laughs> I I think not having the criteria posted somewhere for the MPL is way worse than yeah. Adding people to a tournament. Yeah. Especially given the people who make it into the MPL kind of inherit their way into this thing. And so this is for people outside of that. And we were given a path to do that before, like specifically a path to do that before, which was do well at these tournaments or go through this, you know, kind of convoluted multi-step process to get in there. Like we knew what those were. And like adding to that is like, okay, that's kind of strange for all these reasons we've just said, but okay. Whereas the actual MPL itself, we don't have anything. Like, we don't know. Like, for all I know, you get in by washing Mark Rosewater's car while he drives to work, which would be entertaining, but probably not a great way of determining who the next PL pro is. But I would watch. So true. <laughs> so as big as all that was, that's still not the biggest, most dramatic thing we have to talk no, about. No, no, no. We got more stuff. Let's keep going. It's fine. So, hey, remember we started off today's news with uh, Jerry T resigning? We did. He went quietly into the night, right? Well, today we got this. Oh, look. Just shortly after that initial post from uh, Magic Esports Twitter. And you remember Jerry T was invited to Worlds and he sat it out. You remember that? It was a big deal. Yeah. Because he had all of these, hey, this these are actual problems in the magic community, and clearly and people aren't listening. right before, so they couldn't replace him. Yeah, so like, the morning of Worlds, he's, was it the morning of or the night before? Either way, he was like, bah, here's why I'm not going Ha, suckers. Yeah. Now look, there's a tension. Now I'm shining a light on it, y'all gotta do something. And then the MPL happened shortly thereafter. Yeah, it did. And we were like, hey, out of tension. Well, there's a TLDR at the beginning here. He says, I joined the Magic Pro League in the first place because it seemed easier to make a difference from the inside. I was wrong. The lack of transparency and unwillingness to listen to feedback continue to be huge issues. You remember way back when they first started announcing these things in, I think, November? 
Yeah. We said this sounds like someone above the people who would normally do this said you have to do this right now and it was all hastily slapped together. Yeah, I think that was my excuse for why the website and everything were all over the place. And they even talked about dealing with things like that in previous jobs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing smacked of, like, Hasbro interference. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the lack of transparency and unwillingness to listen to feedback does not sound like Wizards of the Coast. Does it to you? No. They they generally, in, in my view, often overreact to feedback. So this is definitely the opposite of that. So Jerry T here outlines six issues that I'm going to run through real quick. He says, our contract negotiations, in quotes, involved Watsi officials purposefully not answering our questions and telling us to either sign or walk. Overall, not the best way to start a new business relationship. Uh, he says, things had not changed and it didn't seem like the MPL was happening in good faith, but people reminded him to, hey, if you want to change things, it's probably easier to do it from the inside, so he signed on. Which is fair. Yeah. Like, otherwise he would have been cut out right there and he'd have no information and no real influence over it. Yeah. All right. Two, uh, they did a boot camp. An MPL boot camp at some point. Uh, they took a how to stream seminar roughly a month after most people had started streaming. Huh. The Japanese were forced to fly to Renton, Washington for no real reason. Hmm. We were supposed to get emails containing summaries of all the information, including vital streaming tools and links and feedback for PR training, but that didn't happen for four months, making it effectively useless. Yeah, this really sounds like someone made a goal and then they didn't have a plan. We they rolled also, all this out. <laughs> yeah. We also gave feedback on contractual issues. Parentheses. Ever wonder why none of the MPL players have been picked up by esports organizations? Question mark. Hmm. Yeah. Structural issues for the MPL. Nobody knows how to qualify for 2020 or what it's going to look like. And Duo Standard, with seemingly all of it being ignored. Apparently they tried to tell them that Duo Standard wasn't good before the Invitational. I believe that. Hang on. Okay, I think there's a plane flying over. And something is going on outside at the same time. and But because I have the headset on, it sounded like the apocalypse was coming. Oh, well, I mean, you know. But I think it's two different sounds that I was just hearing at once through the headset. Anyway. Inside of the Uh Alright, so he goes, three. The Mythic Invitational is a huge hit despite duo standard. Coverage is immediately walked back to the status quo at Mythic Championship 2. While not the only factor, it's certainly a large region, a reason why the Twitch numbers were so poor. I don't know what he's talking about here. I think he's talking about they saw how it could have been done with the Invitational, but then they didn't do that with Mythic Championship 2. I think is what he's saying. That, that's what I took that to be. But I, I think that one might be vaguely unfair because they're two drastically different Yeah. Animals. I mean, if he's listing things that he didn't like, I get it. Now, one of the things that I'm wondering, though, is if they were getting some pressure, like, themselves. Because, like, I know that when numbers are bad, bosses tend to become jerks. So, but he's not directly stating that. So I can't really make that assumption. 
fairly. Um, but that's just a weird thing to include unless there's something else going on. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Four, communication is still lacking. Announcements for the Mythic Grind, the MCQs for Mythic Championship 3, and even our MPL League play were given with very little lead-in time. Yeah. Considering we didn't know how... Like, they didn't tell us how the MPL League play was going to work until the week before it happened? It was like a week out. Yeah, it was very short out. We were I can imagine days. these poor people didn't get much more uh, notice than that, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, number five, at this point it should be very clear that the players selected to represent Magic at its highest level were not thoroughly vetted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then six... There's no information about the Magic Online Championship Series Finals. It's happening this weekend, and even the competitors don't know who is qualified for the event. How does that happen? Isn't the Mox Finals at Renton, Washington? Yeah. Isn't that the thing that's held at Watsy headquarters? It, it's held at Watsy, or I think sometimes they held it at other events that were coinciding, like with big pro yeah, type stuff. I think it was at PAX once or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, regardless, like that's a travel thing. You don't do that online. Yeah, um, so how if it's happening this weekend, how do people that don't know that they're going? Mm. What? This I like, part of this makes me wonder if Jerry's just misinformed. I don't know. Surely um, to God, Watsy's not so inept that the people that have to fly to Washington this weekend don't know that they have to fly to Washington this. The weekend, weird right? thing for me is that it feels like anyone who's qualified for that would have made a stink before now given the nature of the magic community about not knowing. But since they apparently don't know, um, like usually they would also have a bunch of stuff on the magic online part of the website talking about it. And that, that section has been pretty sparse. Just so you guys know, like there's a reason I don't talk about it every week anymore. And it's not just because I find it boring now. Um, but like there are several instances where you'll have two or three weeks in a row that are just the weekly announcements and they're mostly repetition of here's the upcoming events here's when the you know uh, special challenge formats are or whatever like there's not a whole lot of you know qualify here's the big tournament watch it online like there used to be um so yeah there's some weirdness to it i mean i'm going to be looking at it tomorrow on the 14th when they put up the Tuesday announcement to see what they say is happening this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like for instance, pulling it up here from last week's just because I have it, um, magic online championship waits over 24 qualified players from the 2018 magic online championship series will battle for a blah, blah, blah prize pool takes place Friday to Sunday, May 17 to 19 at wizards AQ in Renton, Washington formats for them include blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like, I mean, we know what that's going to be on Twitch. We know who's doing the coverage. It's going to be like Buner and Froelich. And yeah, like I don't see a list of people. So hmm. I don't know. So let's let's keep going here. So this is the Mox Finals. Yeah. Since Platinum no longer exists, it's no longer part of the first place prize because the first place prize winner yeah. got Platinum. Uh. And it won't be replaced by anything, apparently. Given that it's roughly $20,000 worth of equity, 
advertising that it's part of the prize pool and then taking it away without telling the players about it, no less, is concerning. That, that is a fair point. That's a very fair point. Huh. Um, so he ends with, the system is currently a mess, and since it doesn't look like it will be fixed anytime soon, it's not one that I'd currently like to participate in. I mean, clearly, Jerry T is both principled and already doing well financially, because not just anyone can just turn down, what was it, 70 grand a like year? 70k plus the exposure that it theoretically gets you. Yeah. Because like, let's be real, a lot of Magic players get by on exposure and the ability to get sponsorships and other things like that too. So, but yeah. Watsy directly paying you kind of helps. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that Jerry has turned down a big paycheck to make a point. Yeah. So, uh, not just anyone can do this, so don't blame any of the other MPL members for sticking to it. Because, you know, that's a lot of money. And it's also a guaranteed amount of money for a guaranteed amount of time, unless you cheat or <clears throat> other things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing with the Magic Online Championship is that the reason you physically go there is because they can't give you the money payout for doing it online, like due to gambling laws. So everyone who gets there gets cash prize. That's kind of your reward for getting where you go, but there's definitely more to it. So... Yeah, like, really and truly, like, this is, for all the reasons we just said about transparency, the first time we've really gotten to look inside. And he's not painting a pretty picture. And I'm really surprised there's not, like, an NDA he had to sign. I mean, if they're in a sufficient hurry, there might not be. Although, given the parts he was vague about, there are probably NDA things he couldn't talk about. Like, most notably, uh... He just says feedback on contractual issues with a vague statement, a uh, rhetorical question, instead of, here's the problem. Yeah. So I'm guessing that that part had an NDA attached to it. Yeah. The part that says, ever wonder why none of the MPL players have been picked up by esports orgs, or by esports orgs, that says to me in non-direct terms that he's alluding to, like, non-compete clauses and stuff. Well, not even non-compete clauses, but the fact that, like... Team Liquid or Cloud9 or somebody can't go to, I don't know, Piotr Glogowski and be like, hey, we want to sponsor you to be on our team while you're in the MPL. I'm guessing that's not allowed by uh, the uh, contract. Because otherwise, esports orgs would be all over these people. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's probably a lot of stuff that he can't talk about. Um, but... Like, the reason that I was thinking that there could be non-competes in there, too, is because those are pretty standard when you contract people for stuff, especially high-profile stuff. But regardless, we're not going to get any of that. He's not just going to dump his contract on like, yeah, exactly. I don't see yeah. that happening. That would be stupid. And he's not stupid. But he is alluding to a whole bunch of things, and he's directly stating a whole bunch of things I wouldn't have expected either. Yeah. Um, so... He's got a quick FAQ here because he knew these would be things people would ask. Isn't the MPL what you wanted following your world's protest? And he's like, well, not exactly. Because his protest at world's was about far more than just the pro players. Whereas the MPL is great for like the tip top of the iceberg, but all the people below that have nothing left to work for 
especially now that they don't know what the impale yeah. is supposed to be, as we've been talking about for the last hour. Yeah. So, again, if that person in 35th place got pushed out of the way while Savic walked past him and sauntered into the uh, MPL, why is that person striving so hard to be in 35th place? Yeah. Like, we went from a big system that spidered down very far with, you know, progressively lower benefits, but reaching way more people to one that's concentrated most of those benefits to a very small number of people and then makes you walk through a maze to get to it. And yeah, yeah, like he was about making things better for everyone when like, I mean, I remember when he posted that cause we talked about it. Like it was very much a, if you want this to be a thing that people treat, like it's a real sport, you have to treat people that do it the same way that other people would be treated in that kind of similar league thing. Yeah. Like, there needs to be benefits. You need to be able to actually make a living out of it. There needs to be a path to do it. And there needs to be a level of respect. And you need to put people up so that, like, they actually do look like the superstar so that other people want to do it. And, like, the life of a Magic Pro player is not very appealing when you actually cut past, you know, the surface level, even under the old system. Like, it was a relatively small amount of compensation for the amount of time and effort people put into things, the amount of travel that that goes into. Like, there's a reason, like, the best-known players do website writing and streaming and, like, you know, open channel fireball and things like that. Like, I mean, they got to get their, their compensation somewhere, and it's not from being really good at playing Magic, necessarily. That helps. But you don't just live off of your Magic winning. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that he was looking for, or like a little bit more like, you know, if we're bringing in all of this, you know, attention and money for you, maybe you should actually compensate. And for a small number of people, the kind of thing he was pushing for happened, but he's saying here, yeah, but there's more than 32 people playing Magic on this level. Well, at that level, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's why JRT quit the Magic Pro League, and... Honestly, I'm glad he did this because, well, okay, I'm not necessarily glad he quit. I'm glad that he did shine this big flashlight yeah. on these things because huh, we'd never know that there were these issues. Yeah. Because I'm sure any grumblings from the actual MPL players, they're like, yeah, but it's still a massive paycheck. And I have bills. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. As Chewie mentioned before, don't fault people for staying in it. Like, if you're in it, then this is compensation. This is life. This is your job now. Like, this is what you do for a living. Yeah. It's a job that not everyone has an opportunity to get, and it's great that they have it. Um, but it's also acknowledging, not unlike reading a Glassdoor post, that what we're seeing isn't necessarily what they're living, because we're not seeing anything. Like, we don't see them go to work. Um, and him just shedding some light on it, especially when, like, I don't think it's unfair to make the assumption that a big part of it existing is in response to what he did. Even if they were things they'd already planned, that was an influencing factor. So probably he's, he's taking a little bit of, you know, onus on the, I established what I wanted to happen. I went into the system to see how it happened. I didn't like what I saw. 
I left and here's what you're missing. He's not telling people not to go for it. He's just trying to tell them what to expect. And since the very first point he has on here is that they weren't getting answers for their questions before signing. Like that's, that's pretty rough. Um, You'll notice we've never heard how to get into the MPL next year ever. No, not even like a, like a hint or a tease. Yeah. We haven't even had like a Mark Rose water picture of a sunset for this thing. Like we got nothing. Um, and that's really awkward for people that are doing this for a living. Like these people right now who are, you know, doing this, they don't know if they're going to have a job next season. And they don't know what they need to do to have a job next season. And I don't like working under those conditions and I can't imagine they do either. No, I have worked under those conditions and it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Hell, I still work under those conditions. That's true. Your boss sucks. He does. He doesn't even pay me. Uh, he, he only barely pays me. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you do put all the editing work in, so you should probably get paid more than I do out of this. Um, Possibly. Yeah. But. Yeah, so this is rough. Matt? And I'm wondering if the reason they're not telling people all this information is because they don't know. That seems to be the recurring trend. That's, I think that's everyone's fear is that Watsy's just going, uh, here, here's some announcements. And no one, and now someone else goes, like Bill has been saying, they have to go, ah, Jesus, now we have to make that happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you want Anthem? This is how you get Anthem. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, the, the worry, aside from all of these other problems, is like, there was a lot of anxiety when they first announced all these changes. And when someone makes a bunch of big announcements, they're asking you to bear with them. And that requires trust that they do have a plan and that things are going to go well. And that with time and, you know, the ability to enact that plan, you'll end up in a better place. And very little of what WotC has done since they started making these announcements is inspiring confidence that there is a bigger plan that is going somewhere. <laughs> And for people that take this game very seriously, they're nervous now. And, like, this isn't just people saying, oh, no, it's the end of Magic Levels of Nervous. It's that, you know, it's not that they think it's the end of Magic. It's that they don't know what it is next. And that's uncomfortable when you've made it a part of your life to not have any insight into it. And if you find out that there actually isn't anyone flying the plane then, yeah, you're okay right now, but eventually someone needs to be flying that plane. And it could happen very soon. Eventually. And we would like the plane to land. <laughs> so, that's that. And that's where Planeswalkers. So let's go on to other news. Sadly, not happier news, but news. Yeah. Uh, when was this? This was yesterday... Uh, Simon Gertsen, I think I'm saying that right, Gertsen, announced that he's stepping down from his role as a magic caster and analyst. Which is a shame. He's been doing this for... A while? <laughs> I can't remember how many years? No, but... that I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's a bummer. That's a bummer. 
But hopefully that uh, whatever he's moving into is uh, awesome and good for him. Yeah. Like, KYT asked, will you still be playing? And he said, don't count on it. So that sounds like he's just stepping away from Magic, like, fully? It, It sounds like it. So, hmm. We've seen a number of people stepping away recently, and for most of them, it's been like, oh, I've been doing this for a long time, and I want to do something else. And in the absence of other information, that's what we'll have to go with here. Yeah, I do. Given the timing of this, I don't think this is, oh, Wizards is terrible, I'm out. I don't think that's it at all. I think he's just got other stuff going on. I, I also think that when a lot of the people that you've been doing something with for a long time have been leaving for other reasons. It, it does get a little bit easier if you want to try to do something different too. So like when you're already seeing a bunch of people shifting roles or like leaving to go pursue other things, like if you're looking for like the nice clean, I'm going to go try something else too. Then that's kind of when you do it. So there you go. All right. So, on a, a lighter bit of news, before we get to uh, GP Madison, in the MIT Technology Review... Beep boop. Beep boop. Uh, an article came out on the 7th, which was Tuesday, that Magic the Gathering is officially the world's most complex game. And this is talking about complex from the point of can an outcome be computed yeah like chess for all of its outcomes it's still a a, essentially a finite number yeah the board is a set size there's a set number of pieces with a set number of moves there are like for any given chessboard there's a technically maximum number of things that can happen before the game ends and a victory or a draw it might be a super big number, but computers can do super big numbers. So Yeah, which is why... There's enough you know, rules and restrictions you can compute it. Yeah, which is why Deep Blue was able to beat Gary Kasparov, because it's possible. Because computers uh, can see the future. But a, uh, a study apparently done by... Let's see here. Alex Churchill, an independent researcher and board game designer in Cambridge... Uh, UK, Stella Biderman at the Georgia Institute of Technology and Austin Herrick at the University of Pennsylvania uh, have measured the computational complexity of magic by encoding it in a way that can be played by a computer or a Turing machine. And they determined that magic is the most computationally complex real-world game known in the literature. Because think about board games. Board games might, especially some of the more complicated ones, might seem so complex that no nothing could ever compute it, but there's still a limited number of things you can do. But Magic, with its 25 years of history, 26, I guess, years of history and gazillions of pieces and rules and cards that have individual rules attached to them and just stupid amounts of nonsense. Yeah. This is You can tell this is written for... Uh, uh, a the 
computing this side like things. a programming perspective yeah but what they determined is that uh the outcome of a game of magic is non-computable and the whole point because magic players everywhere are going duh yeah <laughs> but these aren't magic players these are computer people <laughs> game theory people so the interesting yeah. work, uh, that's interesting work that raises important foundational questions for game theory. For example, uh, the leading formal theory of games assumes that any game must be computable, but magic does not fit assumptions commonly made by computer scientists while modeling games. That suggests that, suggests that computer scientists need to rethink their ideas about games, particularly if they help to produce a unified computational theory of games, clearly, Magic is a fly in the enchanted ointment, as far as this is concerned. True. So it's just really cool. The The point here is that magic, by being such a giant, confusing clown fiesta, is that it has essentially broken computers. <laughs> now, I want you to think about the fact that you have the, the Magic Online team doing their best to make a computer that can magic online. That still has humans making decisions, and it runs into trouble. Because magic is so complex and has so many interacting parts. And then you look at like the comprehensive rules, which if printed out, you could actually use to attack a person and probably kill them. Um, you have all of that. And then you want to teach a computer to play magic. It's like, um, good luck. No, this is not a thing. So, hey, score one for humans. If we ever run into, you know, an evil robot we challenge it to a game of magic and then it will die so take that glados gotcha ha! who's still alive <laughs> we found your limit. and you could be like this by the way <laughs> this was a trial yeah it's like instead of this statement is false we will be straight up going like okay so is this a keep huh <laughs> hey computer you want to do paris mulligan london mulligan friendly mulligan <laughs> Doesn't know. Doesn't know. Uh, and yet, chat pointed out that uh, go away. With these parameters that they talk about here, any TCG could fall under this category, and that's true. But Magic yeah. is by far the biggest and yeah. longest running. So by raw numbers and like exclusions to rules, I could see that. So y yeah. There you go. That's just a nice bit of thing that magic players everywhere looked at this and went, oh, cool. We knew that already. But non-magic people are going, huh. <laughs> wow, that nerd game can serve a function. Yeah. And then John Connor goes and buys a starter pack. <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da. Ba-dum-bum-bum. Uh, so, that's all of our, our non-tournament news, right? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, no, there is one more thing. Uh, oh. The War of the Spark survey is up. And I know, especially in the Manipul Discord server today, a lot of people were uh, voicing their opinions on War of the Spark, limited and constructed and all of that. So, hey, if you have opinions on that, you should go check out the survey. The link is in the show notes, and I think it was on the front page of... Uh, the Mothership Today, I think. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, I think you might actually have to use that link. Oh, does the link in our chat not work? Um, so I tried to click on it and I got a session thing, so I don't know if it's just trying to pull cookies that I don't have or what. But Ah, uh, here we go. Copy link. I will replace it with this one. Aha. Where did I just put that? And your computer. There we go. Okay, try that Whoa. one. Whoa. That one has wizards in it. Yeah. All right, there's the right link. Hooray. Sorry. Now just, with I wanted wizards. to get that figured out before we did, before we ended the show so people didn't try to click on it from here and go, hey. I can't give my opinion. Which would be a shame. All right. So, okay. now let's go to GP Madison. Where we yeah. had, uh, how many people? I put it in the... Chart. 954. There we go. 954 people playing Limited. Limited. And it was, it was War of the Spark Limited. Right? War Limited. Pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Uh, and Ben... Oh, God. Badler? Let's say? One. That looks right. He was playing a limited deck, so no one cares. Yay! Uh, he Computer beat Zachary Bohr, who got second. Also playing limited. Yay! Uh, let's see here. In third place, I think we have Ethan Gajewski. That's how I would compute that. And then in fourth, Matthew Haney. Cool. Yep. All right, so then in fifth place, it looks like it's Sean Dollywall. Yeah. Because you go by seating, right? Is how you guys talk. I assume. Mind you, I'm confused by all of this first place, second nonsense they've been doing. So I don't know. First place, second? What? Like first place against second in the quarterfinals, according to this. Oh, so this might not be seating. Yeah, like that's, it may have fallen apart just in their weird display setting. Um, okay, we'll tell you what. Fifth through eighth yeah. are as follows. Yeah, that's better to do. <laughs> uh, Sean Dollywall, Jackson Hicks, Riker Shelley, and Nifam. And Nifam is, is an acquaintance of mine. She's a sweetheart. A year ago, roughly, she decided, you know what? I'm going to try to do well playing Magic. Ha! And she's been streaming a lot. And then she went to Madison hoping to, like, make minimum cash and top eight. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. So good on her. Where Where's the picture of the top eight? It's right here somewhere. I saw it. Yeah, here we go. Or you could just show me the whole thing. So here, here's your top eight. Look at all of those people. Yay. Look at all those Huma. Theoretically, but... Look at all those alleged Humans. Alleged Humans. But, yeah, so a big congrats to Nee. I'm proud of her. Which is what she's doing in the picture. But that was... I was doing... I've been doing this all day. Shut up. Sure, you have been. I, you just get a bond right audio, through the computer. I did, I did two thumbs up in front of the camera. He just fonzied at the internet. I hey, no, that's like this. See, you gotta have this. Is oh, not that's like fair. This. That's fair. Yeah. This is this is not cool. This is cool. That's true. Yeah, if you it's have down to... here where you can't see. Yeah, it. you you can't, you can't have it tapped. This that turns into fonzie. 
Yeah, so what's um, this then? Hang on. What? Uh, vigilance. And this <laughs> this is the spin of magnets. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh, you see, the funny thing is, like, I'm talking to you in real time, but I'm looking at the stream on delay, so I have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. Uh, so, yeah, that's all we got from Madison, because it's limited, and we don't talk about limited deck lists, because that's not a thing. Because they have 40 cards in them, usually. And a big old sideboard. So, yeah. Congrats to all of those people. Yeah, well done. Fought a good war. And now it looks like we are actually done with this episode of Monday Night Magic. Yay. But Yeah. Um tune in this week for the Magic Online Championship and discover as other people do that they're in it, apparently. <laughs> Enjoy. Twitch.tv slash magic. I really hope Jerry's just misinformed about that. I'm hoping he missed a memo. Surely to hell. Really hoping he missed a memo, because otherwise, like, I don't know how you do that otherwise. Like, do you just wake up in the morning on Friday and, like, you hear a knock at the door and it's like Marshall Sutcliffe kidnapping you and you ride a motorcycle across the country? I don't know how this works. Yeah, this is all just one big Terminator riff, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we got the king of computers invading, too. So, you know, it just works all around. Raiding. Raiding. Sorry. Raiders of the computer king. (laughs) Yes. That's fun. Thanks for raiding, computer king. I appreciate you adding to this. Ah, the toaster. Um, All right. So I'm going to start wrapping up. Um, What the hell is wrong with all the people? uh, Something. Robots. Um... So yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SqueeGoblinAbob. There's no Wyatt Goblin because the machines came for it. Um, <laughs> that's terrifying and dark and morbid. Um, or maybe it's in the Magic Online tournament. I don't know what it does with its time. Like It, it, it does what it wants. Um, if it makes it to the end of Magic Online tournament, I hope it gets a prize because it's not getting a platinum. Um, so beyond that, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm tweeting sometimes. That's fun. Um, you can also find me in a week and a half at Animazement in Raleigh, North Carolina, because I'm going to be a big anime nerd for a weekend, as I am wont to do. So, as he is constantly, be... don't let that don't don't let that sound like something special. No, I do this every year. Um, I've been no, doing I mean, this every year. For... Constantly, you are an anime nerd. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, but no, this will be a fun one because. Um, one thing that I started doing at the convention is because I've been there for like nearly its entire run. Like the, I've been to this thing more than 20 times now. Um, one of my friends and I have been going since pretty much the beginning, put on a panel where we pretend it's 20 years ago and just do a panel as if you'd see it 20 years ago. So we're going to be getting people ready for Y2K and talking about CDRWs and stuff. It'll be awesome. <laughs> um, like I managed to get a... Um, a t-shirt from Chrono Cross because it would be contemporary at the time. And I didn't want to have a Final Fantasy VIII shirt, so I have a Chrono Cross shirt now. Wow. This is going to be how I nerd it up, like it's 1999, and we will not play the song. But we'll be very close to it. So, that'll be fun. Um, so if you happen to be someone who is in the, the chat or listening to the podcast, and you'll be there, let me know. It'll be cool. I'll say hi. Um... Beyond. You should have mentioned how you heard there's a sequel to Vampire Hunter D coming soon. They already did that. What? 
Oh. <laughs> Look, I only know of two. The one from, like, the 80s and then the one from, like, 01. Yeah, that, that that's right. That would be the next one. But, like, we're in 1999 right now, so we're getting ourselves hyped up over the... Um, the coming of serial experiments lane and how it's clearly going to revolutionize our concept of the internet, which in hindsight it did in weird ways, but whatever. I'll talk about that at the panel. Um, other than that, um, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to catch detective Pikachu later because it should be fun. Um, I, I appreciate Ryan Reynolds leaking at the internet first though. That was nice. And that'll be that it for good. me. Yeah. Um, clues isn't here. But if he were here, he would tell you to play Mono Red because Clues has been playing Arena and has been enjoying Red. So he has do that for, do that for Clues. And, and he's not running and... Experimental Frenzy. No, he, he's Which being different. Apparently, the modern lists aren't. I don't remember that hard. I'm gonna have I'm, to go look. So. We're going to make Clues actually talk about meta things, specifically in the context of Red, because he's been playing against all the decks. So maybe that's why he ran away, because he knew we'd do that to him. Um, well, not this week, because there isn't any. True. Silly Clues. Silly Clues. You could have had Limited. Um, but he'll be back in the future. So given all that, I'm going to pass it over to Chewie. Yeah, the Mono Red Aggro deck that won uh, the Open last week in Richmond was not running Experimental Frenzy. Has that fallen out of... Uh, has that fallen out of meta? Or are people just... Know. Oh, wait, no, the third place one had it. Oh, look, it was Ethan Gajewski. Hmm. Nice. We did... Why did I just say his name? He was in Madison, right? Uh, yeah, he's one of the top eight in probably. Madison. Yeah. Huh. All right, then. Neat. Apparently, he's pretty good at magic. Hey! That helps. <laughs> like, consistently, not just the ones. Yeah. But anyway... I mean, that's that's allegedly a way to get into the MPL, so get on that. Uh, maybe? Could be. It's a mystery. If you like what Chewie does here... <laughs> yes, yeah, subscribe for more... Maybe? <laughs> Could be. Uh, so, Look, yes. Uh, we can't definitively doing? tell you that subscribing does not help you get in the MPL. How's that? I, I will I will not definitively be definitive what he said. <laughs> Apparently I can't words tonight. Uh, granted, I've been wording a lot tonight, so. Uh, but yes. Hi, I'm Chewy. You can follow me on Twitter at the Manapool. You can find the streams right here on twitch.tv slash the Manapool where I stream... Hey, look at that. KRPU716 is now following. Just like that. So you could follow on Twitch. Thank you. Uh, I stream Monday Night Magic on Monday nights, the Mana Pool on Thursday nights, and then usually on... Hang on. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday nights, I stream other stuff. Usually. Other things. Other things. Like, very soon I'm going to stream more Smash Brothers World of Light because I'm running out of streams to turn into YouTube videos. Hey, like I've got four, three or four videos uh, worth of stream left, and then I'm done. So I have to go back in and play more World of Light mode because, like, I gotta stop, or I've gotta, I've gotta actually finish that at some point. There you go. 
But earlier today on YouTube.com slash The Manipool, where all the YouTube videos go, I put up, well, I made public the first video in my uh, playthrough of The Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda, The Second Quest, which is harder. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Less forgiving. I know the first quest inside and out. I did the entire first quest in one stream. It ended up being nine YouTube videos. The second quest took me three streams. It'll be more than nine. Nah. <laughs> There's a lot of adventuring there. Because it's it's harder. You meet harder enemies sooner. All of the locations in the overworld are... Well, not all, but a bunch of the locations in the overworld are either different or... Like, what, when you go in this cave, it's, what's in there is different, or there's just a different location altogether. There are things that are much less intuitive, and there are uh, new enemies like the Red Bubbles, who take away your sword permanently, unless you do something else. Touch a blue bubble, visit a fairy, drink a potion. Those give you your sword back. Otherwise, you just lost your sword forever. Ha! Ha! Which would Uh, suck. You have walk-through walls. One-way walk-through walls that weren't in the first quest. There are Uh, some dungeons that don't let you leave. (laughs) Yeah, there are muggers in the dungeon who want your money or your life. It's just harder. Like, a lot. You also learn the value of the bow and arrow. Do you? Well, I mean, you get it much later and you feel it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, when you've got to kill Pole's voice with your sword, then, yeah, that's harder than just one arrow. Yeah. But anyway, so I did an entire playthrough of that. That'll be going up on YouTube. The first episode went public today. Uh, I'm very excited about that because I love, love, love the original Legend of Zelda. And playing through the first quest was great. Playing through this essentially new game plus is also great. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Despite the frustrations here and there, it's not with the game itself. Okay, it sort of is. Level 4. The location of level 4 was was a, was a dick move. but <laughs> It was not a secret to everyone. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Also, again, still the uh, Smash Brothers World of Light videos are going up. The one I just rendered today is number 50! Which, for a long-running series, I think that might be my longest-running series. That's a lot. That's numbered. I'm sure I've got more Hearthstone videos, but that doesn't count. Like, this is a playthrough that we've been in. It yet, you could begin your Chewy A Week Smash Brothers Advent calendar. Check in again next year. It's true. Uh, Pinball Witch through 50 bits. It says, since Chewy's boss won't pay him, I will. Aw, thank you. There you go. <laughs> you know the boss is going to take a cut of that, right? He probably will. I mean, Twitch yeah. will, so whatever. no actually they took the cut when you got the bits not when they pay me the bits so there you go uh anyway so that's all what's going on on youtube.com slash the manipool i've also got uh an extra awesome slay the spire run that i streamed a few days ago uh that'll be going up i did like a three plus hour stream and like two hours of that was this one run that ended up winning nice and I got done. I'm like, that was exhausting. And I looked over and I'd been streaming for three hours. I'm like, I only did two runs where I died quickly and that. Oh my God. Uh. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a very 
interesting and super stressful run. So that'll be going up on YouTube <laughs> in probably three parts. <laughs> that makes sense. A short first life, a short second life, and a very long third life. Well, no, the two runs that have died early won't be. Yeah. Because... <laughs> it would just be really funny if you posted it that way. Uh, yeah. People tune they... in and they're like, huh. That would be kind of bad. Huh. But, so yeah, that's that's uh, YouTube.com slash Dementipool. I've also got... Uh... Yeah, that's all will be going up in the near future. Yeah. So, if you want to help support what I do, remember there's at least one YouTube video that goes up every day on YouTube.com slash The Manipool. Every day. Without fail for quite some time now. It got close a couple times. Where I was like, oh god, I don't have a video for tomorrow. And I had to uh, finish one and get it up real quick. But still. Still haven't missed it in quite some time. But, uh... And I do, what, five streams a week? Yeah. Yeah. You have a work week. And the two podcasts. And all of that. And this is all, as I said, on the production end of things, it's a one-man show. I do all of that myself. I I don't have an editor or any sort of assistance uh, in any way. He is one man's. It's true. So if you want to help support... (laughs) This one man... One man's what? Courage. But you blinked out. Courage. Courage. If you want to help support this one man's courage, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash the manipool where you can get various perks. The uh, You become a lifeguard because we're the manipool lifeguard. Get it? It's funny. Uh, the uncommon lifeguards get early access to YouTube videos and to... Episodes of the Manipool Podcast. Ten bits, through, uh, ten bits from Pinball Witch for the one Wookiee All-Star brand. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you got a dime, son. Uh, Hang on, now I forgot. I scratched my eye. The uh, uncommon, that was the uncommon ones. The rare lifeguards get access to the odds and ends, which is the behind-the-scenes nonsense from before and after both podcasts. Where it's it's uncensored and we we spent a lot of time uh, before this show, uh, for instance, making sure that we said what we wanted to say uh, without coming across as jerks or uh, <laughs> being misinterpreted. Yes. And the mythic lifeguards get the odds and ends, the early access, and. The sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all the YouTube videos. So, I would like to thank our mythic lifeguards, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lens... Wait, yeah, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lens Delicious, Team You Hellas Are You, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, <gasps> Sophia Bertain, Casey, Fayen Says, Danny Leal, Jason Doan, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, Keith Moody, John Parker, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Mike Millerburn, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Whew. So... With that, we will be done with uh, Monday Night Magic number 653, which is not a small number. Nah. And thank you all so very much for joining us, and uh, 
go play some magic. Beep boop. <laughs>